What's going on, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of WrestleAddict Radio, and you are listening to Kings of the Rings Podcast, a 2024 nominee for Best Wrestling Podcast by the Sports Podcast Awards. Coming up this week on Kings of the Rings podcast, we are officially 39 days at the time of this recording until WrestleMania. But before we get to all of that, we have to start a little bit of an AEW revolution. It's going to be previewing all of AEW, you know, the thing that we kind of never talk about on this show. (laughs) And more importantly, yeah, whoops. And more importantly, it is Sting's last match unless he comes out in a salmon suit so be aware folks be on the lookout for the salmon suit we're going to get ready to do a giant homage to sting in aw revolution preview show with one of our favorite canadians but not my favorite mr francis here to join us on episode number 369 the stinger exclusively here on wrestle addict radio and it starts right now You know, I didn't know when I was going to do the the salmon suit uh, joke, but I figured it was a great time to do it right then and there. So oh, it's, perfect. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's a bit that never gets old. It never dies. Oh, it never does. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 369, The Stinger. I am nice. not nice. The Stinger, but I could be nice. I, I could be V. Mark Henry of the podcast, but I'm not wearing a salmon suit today. My name is King Ricky Rose. Uh, thank you guys for joining us uh, on WrestleMania Radio and Kings of the Rings podcast. Links all the subs and descriptions in the description. Uh, description below like share subscribe all that fun stuff we have a pretty interesting show today we're going to cover a a brand that we don't often cover but luckily that's where frets uh comes in to to cover the stuff that he usually updates on when we do the show on wednesdays but here we are with me uh as always a man who is almost going on a year without incident be happy about that Will Tarasak, how are you? I'm going to make it two years, just you watch. What's going to last you are longer? Def- you are not making it two years. What's going to last longer? My days without incident or Roman Reigns' title reign? Roman Reigns' title oh, reign still. That's a lot of days, dude. I can make it to a thousand. <laughs> Easy peasy. It's no, what, three can't. years? No, you can't. No, you can't. Long, three years? Can you can't at all. You can can't. No, you, can you cannot. I'm trying to bet. You can cannot. do it. I, you're not going to make a thousand days. No incidents. I don't know. What, 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 what determines an incident? You're just gonna have to figure it out. Oh, for fuck's sake, I'm fucked. <laughs> and that's of it. It's over. Us, Fretz, it's, yeah, that's it. Let's just wrap the show up there. I can't go a thousand days without incident. <laughs> days are numbered. Yes, they are. Days are numbered. Uh, Mr. Fretz, God, there's a sting mask. Mr. Fretz is it's terrifying. Us. It's terrifying. <laughs> Fretz, I want you. I, I want you to like Fretz. I, I'm serious right now. I want you to dress as Crow Sting every Halloween. And just sit outside on the porch with a bowl of candy, and just watch the kids be afraid to take candy. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have the, you gotta have the long, wet black hair. Yeah. 
and like the dark trench coat and just be sitting on a rocking chair with a bat in your hand and a bowl of candy just on your lap and, and see who's approaches. And then if you scare a kid too much, take the mask off and underneath is just your face painted as Joker Sting and then just go twice as hard. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to do. Oh <laughs> my God. But friends, how are you? I'm great. I've lived in this house for 12 years, and I've had one trick-or-treater ever. Really? That's so sad. Wow. I, I kind of live on a highway. Ah. It's, it's, as, soon as, as soon as you get past my house, there's our town's doctor's office, and then the beer store, and then we're getting to the outskirts of Sobble Beach. So, yeah, I am doing fantastic. I am some people's second favorite Canadian, national. Uh, the North American treasure, and I'm not wearing this mask the whole time. And yeah, I'm ready to talk about some re- it's revolution. That's this this next one. I get all their damn pay per views mixed up. Yes. I, I forget that they even yes. have papers, but yes, it is revolution. Yes, yes. It, it is revolution. I, I really yes. feel like you should keep the mask on the whole time, but I know that how that can become very cumbersome. Uh, and everything. So, so no requirement uh, there. So we're going to talk all about uh, revolution and all that fun stuff. But first and foremost, uh, like some of the other crazy people uh, in the world, I myself stayed up all night on Friday up till 5 a.m. to watch Elimination Chamber because I'm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good for you, Rick. Yes. Thank you. I, I, I would have been my youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, apparently, I am still in my youth, or just the fact that I'm just not a bitch. Anywho, um, so Elimination Chamber was uh, was was Saturday morning here in in the states, uh, and overall, it was a good show. I will tell you, uh, Mr. Tarachuk, you did have a clean sweep. I had a clean on sweep. the prediction. I was you right with everything. Everything correct. Uh, I believe yeah, everything correct. No, I thought I who did I choose for first female eliminated? Naomi is on a whim. That's like the one thing you messed up. Okay, on our bonus I said Raquel. I said Raquel, right? You said Raquel. Like okay, Raquel's I, like maybe I, yeah. the only I, you thing know, you messed up. You know what's funny? I was thinking Naomi because I was like, mm-hmm. just, just fuck it. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I went with Raquel. Yeah, no, you got you got close. Uh, so with with that being said, you are technically in our host lead by three. You have eleven. K and I have eight. Although K is not going to be here for the show, K did leave their predictions uh, for for AEW Revolution. But first and foremost, uh, Fred, were you able to see, were you able to watch Elimination Chamber at all? Tell me your thoughts on it. I didn't watch it live because I worked at uh, seven thirty in the morning on weekends, so I caught. <laughs> Yeah. I caught about five, ten minutes of it on Saturday, and then I watched I watched the replay of it most of it last night. I still haven't seen Rhea versus Nia, but from what I saw, that was fantastic. The both elimination chambers delivered. I thought the tag team match was well done as well. And even the Grayson Waller effect, it had some funny moments, which I think are gonna have a little ripple effects later on. I don't know why Seth is out there, for real. This is Grayson Waller. Why was Seth Rollins out there to even begin with? He didn't do anything. Listen, I have that question all the time (laughs) with this Cody. Like, Seth, why are you here? Seth, can you just go? Can you you go focus on Drew McIntyre? Like, I'll be your shield. Cody's just like, stop. Yeah. The thing is, though, nobody asks. <laughs> it gets away the pain. 
Seb's getting a main event that no one cares for. I don't that's believe in the tag team match. I don't think that's happening. I would much rather see I don't Rock. think, I, no. Dude, I would much rather see Rock Cody. Absolutely. You kidding me? I want Rock Cody more than Rock Roman low-key because Cody's getting his <laughs> ass fucking whipped. It's going to be an interesting build for that. I will say about the Grayson Waller effect. Um, Jesus Christ. Austin Theory saying he went to Outback Steakhouse and got a blooming onion was a brilliant move. Phenomenal. He's so good. Um, so what, what are your overall thoughts on um on Elimination yes. Chamber in Perth? It was fine. Yeah, I had no I had no problem with it. It was like it was a solid seven, just like I predicted, clearly, because I got almost every single pick of mine right. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did. I mean, it was totally predictable, but if 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 it's gonna be predictable, I'd rather it be in a six sided steel structure, because like we, the, the story yeah. was kind of blatantly obvious. It was going towards Drew and Seth, and then it was obviously towards Becky and Rhea. Now, would would have been better just to do that on Raw with a regular match instead of an elimination chamber and in with an like actual cage match. So predictable, but sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, it was it was a solid solid thing for me. I think Tiffany Stratton really showed out. She did. Like she had a lot of good. They have a lot of especially good for plans someone for her. like me who who doesn't know who she is from NXT. Uh, yeah, yeah. She, they kept most. Of, they kept most of the core of her character. Yeah, she has a presence about her, and I'm not talking about those double Ds either. I am, but I'm not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany no, Stratton is just Tiffany Stratton is just. The uh, the more athletic Trish Stratus. Yeah, give her give her a year to really hone in on that character, and she'll be fighting for a title sooner rather than later. Yeah. She's not she's not gonna make an NXT flop. I think she's the one who's definitely gonna make it. You know, I didn't know she was a former like Team USA gymnast. I either. didn't either. I was like, holy crap! I was she like, why didn't they talk Morgan about this earlier? No time. <laughs> yeah, no, it it was a good overall thing. The um, both chambers were were totally fine. They, I will say this about the men's chamber. They wanted to hurt Logan Paul. Yeah, that, I thought the men's chamber was actually <laughs> excellent because the the uh, the brass knuckles to Randy was just like wow, you just put that man out of his misery. Because Randy's doing a really good job selling the back, or maybe his back just actually hurts. I can't really tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Logan Paul's punch, Randy was just like, oh, thank God, I can just lay down. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're getting Logan Randy at uh, at. At Mania, which I'm kind of okay with. No, I think, I think Kevin Owens pinned him, right? I don't remember. Would you prefer Orton pinned Logan Paul? Would you prefer Logan Randy one on one, or would you prefer like a five man ladder match with AJ, over the U.S. title with AJ, KO, or LA Knight and LA Knight, and then. Uh, uh, Paul's the fifth. I like the ladder match because I like the ladder match too. Cause I'd rather have the ladder match than an AJ Styles and LA Knight one on one match. I don't give a fuck about. And then what does KO <laughs> even do? I I'm kind of wondering how AJ Styles made it to Australia without falling off the end of the earth. It's a good question. He does think it's, flat. it's a very good question. He does think Un- it's flat, doesn't he? Unanswered, unanswered wrestling's wrestling uh, questions. Add that one to the list. Uh, last but not least, obviously, uh, the main event. Rhea got a, <laughs> Rhea got her proper main event, and as as good as Rhea did, and she did a great job. Rhea, I think this was Nia Jax's best performance that I've ever seen. 
Yeah, she was good. Yeah. She she played the heel monster perfectly. Yeah. Absolutely perfectly. And it's really fun that she's also she was born in Australia. Really? Was yeah, which is great. So they had the presser Thursday night, and she was like, I just want to say I'm so happy to be home with my fellow countrymen. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Jeez. That's and pretty they funny. Booed, they booed the crap out of her. And she's like, I'm so glad that after I was born, my parents moved me to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was it was a it was a fun fun event. Uh, from what I've seen from some of the people who we follow or follow us uh, on the Australian side of things on on our social media, they they had a great time. The Seemed stadium, like a really really fun atmosphere. Gorgeous. I loved the fireworks. So many fireworks, dude. Yeah, the sunset like during the first couple of matches. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a gorgeous stadium. Great crowd. They were into everything. The stadium's only six uh, six years old, apparently. Damn. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good show. Fun time. I did hear about the. Re- so remember when Dom was out there and then like they had to kick like Dom away and everything. Yeah. And it like blacked out the screen for like a couple of minutes. Yeah. Apparently, it was because the entire people in the in the in the front row by him were like flipping him off. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they hated him. They, he, I, it's it's not it's not frequent that the boos are so loud you can't hear them speaking into a microphone. Yeah, it was bad, but glorious. It was really good. Glorious, nonetheless. It was, so yeah, really, it was really good. Yeah, so we got so we've got thirty nine days or no pay per views or PLEs uh, up until Mania. So we're we're gonna have a fun time. But switching gears, finally, the AEW Revolution, which is going to be happening this Sunday because AEW still does events on Sunday uh, in North Carolina, uh, March third. I think like eight p.m. I definitely will not be watching it live because I think I have plans. I don't even actually know. Um, so this is one of the original. For AEW pay-per-views, which goes with Revolution, Full Gear, All In, and All Out, I believe, were the original four. They now have a couple more, but Revolution happens to be kind of like, yeah, it's Sunday. Um, Mr. Wild thank you for joining the show, by the way. Um, so, yeah, it is going on uh, this Sunday, AEW Revolution. And the big thing about AEW Revolution that people are going to obviously tune in for is the fact that the man... We know as Sting, the icon, or Shivani with uh, the, and there goes the, there goes the Sting mask again. Um, there is Shivani would like to scream, but it's Sting, even though he really has no voice uh, these days. This is allegedly Sting's last match, so we're going to take some time right now to talk about the, the oh, Jesus, Fred. That thing is so stretched out. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about the legend. Did you put uh, the wash. <laughs> Seriously, it's, like, it's not supposed to be in the dryer. It's supposed to hang dry. <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. We're gonna talk about. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I I haven't done laundry in three years, but I know what happens when you do those things. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna talk. We're gonna take some time to talk about the legend uh, that that is the Stinger. Um, someone who's a I think 25 different championships, multi-time world champion. Uh, we're talking about a WCW champion, an NWA heavyweight champion. Uh, I don't remember him holding any titles in WWE. No. Uh, man's wrestled all across the world. Oh, Taquan's here. That's great. Um, man's wrestled all across the world, except for wrestling The Undertaker when they should have had a chance, except the fact that he jobbed Triple H in his own 
in his only WrestleMania appearance ever, and Seth Rollins almost sent him to an early retirement. Let's not forget about that. Uh, so with all that being said, uh, Fretz, we're going to bring it to you since you are our esteemed Canadian guest. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Stinger and his potential retirement? We haven't seen the salmon suit yet, but it might happen. I'm still holding out hope for a salmon suit. If I had anything even remotely like that, I would have gotten that out for the occasion for the for the mask here. So now, I've always kind of liked Sting because I got into wrestling right around the time the NWO was getting hot. Or and life. His feud, or life. And his feud with Hogan was just getting underway. You had all this build Mind you, it was over a year long because either Sting was injured or they were trying to keep this thing on the back burner until Starcade 97. The lesser said about the match itself, the better, but you know, <laughs> Sting has always <laughs> been friggin' Bret Hart, Nick Patrick, just that could have been WCW's magnum opus, but that was the beginning of the end for that company, in my opinion, for that, but no, Sting's always been a constant. I saw only a little bit of his TNA run. I stopped. I couldn't watch TNA past like 2008. He's always been a constant. I've always been, you know, a fan of his. I got to see him wrestle live last year at Forbidden Door, and he was pretty ginger, gingerly walking, getting around back then because Sammy Guevara put him through a table. Did he jump off something high? He didn't jump off of anything high, even though the CN Tower was right there. Like, he could have done it. <laughs> in, the, in the arena, friends. Jesus. <laughs> he just wants him to kill himself. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Fretz is sticking with a hard R. <laughs> oh, my God. God damn it, Taquan. <laughs> Well, I know you t- you did a lot of time. Uh, I know you you got into wrestling by watching TNA in its heyday, and you 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 prefaced last week that you were going to have an argument that Joker Sting is the best thing of all time. I need to hear this argument. Uh, I didn't actually write things down. I was just talking bullshit. But I, I'm, I'm well, a I'm big, calling you out on your bullshit. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Joker Sting. Is it the greatest of all time? I mean, I think I think uh, Crow Sting at least that '97 run isn't really. Do much. <laughs> like, just be real. <laughs> he kind of freaks out Hogan a few times. There's a lot of confusing, confusing things with Randy Savage. Like, and then they blew the ending. So, Crosting to me, like, that 97 build was kind of overrated looking back. Um, I never I never experienced Surfer Sting. Apparently, the Surfer Sting was really cool. So, if people like Surfer Sting with the blonde hair, I get it. You're a little the 80s buzz cut. Yeah. I get it. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't know anything about um, NWO Sting, Wolfpack Sting, Red Sting, not a clue. And then I don't know Man Event Mafia Sting either. I got introduced to Sting with Joker Sting, really. Um, and it was just the greatest thing ever. It was just this old man acting crazy <laughs> and having fun. Because you know why he committed? You know like people love Stardust? That's why I feel about Joker Sting. Because he, it was a shit gimmick that he really committed to, and he made it his own. And he just went for it. So I'm a big <laughs> fan of Joker Sting. I'm a big fan of a Stardust gimmick, too. I thought Stardust was fantastic. Yeah, Stardust, I- not a fan. But I respect it because <laughs> Cody fucking went for it. He just, yeah. he, he tries based to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And uh, Sting made gourmet chicken salad out of this regular-ass chicken salad. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it was crazy. Um, oh wow, Jesus Christ, the clown. Anywho, um, so yeah, no, Sting has gone through a lot of phases. The interesting thing about Crow Sting is that it wasn't his idea to do it; it was Scott Hall's. Yeah. Scott Hall's like, I don't know. I think you should just do that crow game. He's like, you ever you ever seen the crow? Completely just ripped off the crow. Just, just yeah. stole the gimmick. <laughs> and got away with it. I'm surprised they could just easily right here, think Jason Lee died. The, was that the guy who played the crow? Right after the guy who played the crow, Jason Lee died on, on set. Yeah, the movie was cursed. Oh. The movie was like cursed. The movie Crow is cursed. Yeah, and then all of a it's sudden you're really sting in the rafters and coming down from the rafters in a harness like every other week. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> the crowd pops. The crowd loved it for the time, and it was cool. But looking back, it's just like, okay, the story makes no sense. It makes this, yeah. this makes it zero sense. Like Sting is just playing mind games, and there's no. And he payoff. didn't speak. Yeah, and he didn't speak. It just makes no sense. Up up until like October '97, because they're building into December, then it starts making sense. It's like okay, Sting is clearly targeting Hogan, but he's kept in his will they won't they for mm-hmm. most of the year, and it's like we don't know what to do here. It just puts Sting in there and have him drop a bat and just walk away. And that's what they did. <laughs> yeah, that's what they did. They put a crow. They, they put a, they put an actual they like vulture in his hands. They put like a bird of prey in his hands. Remember those times he was up in the rafters with like a, a giant bird. Okay, that was no. Fun. I think bird? I think the bird was actually out of a cage. You're right. It was out of cage. It was on like a little little like wooden stick thing. Yeah, a perch. A, like a, a perch. perch. Yeah, it was. Yeah. that was fucking awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Let me not, let me reiterate that how fucking awesome that was. <laughs> that still holds yeah. up. And like the rafters, yeah. like coming off the rafters thing still holds up, but. Him and Randy Savage are just kind of standing in the crowd just for no reason for like a month and a half. And then <laughs> Randy Savage just turns and goes joins the NWO. And Sting is just like, oh, okay, I guess Randy's not my friend anymore. And it just makes yeah, no sense. Then, it just makes no fucking sense. It's weird. You know the crazy thing about the Sting run? What's going on, Big Hurts, by the way? Thank you for joining the show. Um, we just talked about your Naya, Big, Big Hurts. You, you totally missed that moment. Anywho. Totally put um, it over. We did. I I did at least. I agree. Um, I agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um, the crazy thing about the Crow Sting era and the first like will they won't is that he actually didn't say anything, like for like almost a half a year. Yeah. Like he literally just his job every week on Nitro was to go to the rafters and just stand there. Oh no! It was it was a year and a half. It was like was it a year and a half of no speaking? We're talking like he turned, he stopped being like surfer sting or whatever sting around. Su- right after summer, the NWO formed, summer '96. It was a few months after the NWO formed. Sting is like he's just like you guys can eat me and cut up his hands, but not the middle finger, and then yeah. he just walked out. He's like you guys can bite it, and he just walked out. And then a few weeks later, he came back as surfer sting and hasn't talked since. So it was, yeah. it was summer or fall of 96. Which is wild. Talk about the easiest paycheck in wrestling ever. Yeah. Just stand there. What do I do? Stand there. What do I do? Stand there. Oh, you know what it was? Okay. It was after War Games. <laughs> it was after, that makes sense. It was after War Games because Team WCW had the Sting, and then there was, like, Fake Sting. That's when Fake Sting came in. And oh, no, that was later. That was the following year. Never mind. So Fake Sting was ninety six. He did he did come in in ninety six. Was Fake Sting the Surfer Sting? And then no, Fake Sting was a guy from Japan. So the the Fake Sting was always a fake crow Sting. So after always a fake crow Steve Borden, okay, got it. 
it became the crow then yeah yeah exactly. so it, it was about war games yeah it, or... had to do, it had to do with war games which is why sting left wcw and became the crow it had to do with it had to do with war games yeah. I forget the exact details though. But anyway. No, no, it was crazy. So yeah, no, he has an illustrious career. I think Sting Sting and uh I believe Sting and Flair were the final WCW match ever yes. too as well, which is kind of a crazy thing to see before but yeah, for not for long. Um, for for um for WCW before it got taken over. Sting obviously does not go over to WWE immediately. A little bit because of the contract. Sting has said multiple times in interviews that he didn't like the way that he thought the WCW uh, performers were getting treated on air by by Mr. McMahon, not Vince, Mr. McMahon, when he had that promo before Shane comes up, like, what should I do with all of these characters? Do you want Goldberg? Do you want Sting? Blah, blah, blah. That apparently pissed off Steve, who's was Sting's real name, and Sting was like, I'm just not going to do it. And that's, that's why it took him to, you know, he had his TNA run. He, until 2014, when he might, well, he might arguably have, outside of The Undertaker, the greatest debut in WWE history. It's just a shame it was on Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Which is Dolph also, Ziggler. like, the greatest, my favorite Survivor Series match ever. Yeah, it's, I, like, I get it. Because it was so good. <laughs> it was so good because it wasn't Roman Reigns at the time. <laughs> like, that's yeah, why it was so good. So true. If it was Roman Reigns and Sting debuted, Everyone be talking about how Sting's debut was ruined on Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. It was perfect. And then Sting had his run. And then we were like, oh, we're finally going to get Sting and Undertaker. And then we got Sting and Triple H, which wasn't a bad match. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yes. 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 Everything it's, about uh, it, from taking place during the day to Triple H being Terminator and the match being during the day. <laughs> and then yeah. the NWO coming out, which is also kind of DX. And Sting, <laughs> like, traditionally went up with main enemies with the NWO. So why is your main enemy, bl black and white NWO, what have you, um, yeah. defend their biggest enemy? It just, all of it was just, and then he lost. Yeah, that was the worst part. He lost, <laughs> and then he fucking lost. Oh, did I mention it was during a day? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything about it was just wrong. Taker Wyatt was during the day too. It was, I know, Bray Wyatt and Taker was during the day too. Yeah, yeah, West Coast Mania. What, what are you gonna do, right? <sighs> you wait. You start. You start it later. <laughs> At least Rusev was during a day because the tank was pretty. He came out in the tank. Yeah, and yeah. still lost to John Cena. Yeah, John Cena buried two careers. He got banging on that tank. So good for him. He got what? He got the bang longer in that tank, so he had a good That's day. That's true. Oh, I think he said it that he like either before their match or something. They apparently did it in the oh, tank. Fuck, yeah, they did. You, Actually, you, baller you, move. You telling me you that. wouldn't? <laughs> I don't. I'm in innuendo still. Listen, it happens. No wonder she was so happy walking out in front of that tank. Makes a lot of sense to me. Anywho, so then Sting's career obviously falters in WWE uh, due to many reasons. He goes to the Hall of Fame, and at the Hall of Fame, at his Hall of Fame speech in Dallas, he retired. He goes, I officially retire. And then AEW shows up, and he apparently is unretired. All of a sudden, well, he had I forgot. To, he had to retire because of his neck. Remember, he had, like, neck injuries? Yeah. Like, and then yeah. AW is like, hey, we'll let you wrestle. And Sting's like, oh, like, you will. I'll do it. <laughs> let me check, let me check the dog. And the dog is like, you're cleared. 
So you went. You yeah, went. it was during uh, what was this? During winter is coming. Yeah. I think there was, and then snow started falling from the ground, from the sky, not from the ground. Um, and Sting <laughs> comes out, and t- that would be crazy. Probably the craziest thing I've ever seen on AEW. And I saw the ex- <laughs> I saw the exploding barbed wire death match. Okay, uh, <laughs> that was pretty uh, wild. Uh, yeah, um, I said crazy. I didn't say good. Although there are things that are crazy in a good way. Anywho. Um, so he comes out, he he has his run, he's being traditional Sting. Tony uh, Scavani is losing his mind and his voice every week that Sting comes out. Uh, he apparently then, uh, and this is obviously the clip notes of it, he adopts Darby Allen as his son. Uh, they're like the masked people together, and they just do crazy shit all, all the time. And then a couple of months ago, Sting said, hey, I'm retiring at Revolution in North Carolina. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Currently... Sting and Darby Allen are the AEW tag team champions, by the way, um, which is going to be Sting's final championship in all of pro wrestling. So we think, but before we get to that, and before we get to continue on with revolution and start a revolution prediction with the most obvious answer about Sting is losing um, this match, we're going to go around the room right now. We're going to start with you, Fretz. What is Sting's lasting legacy? I think it's staying for No, I'm, I'm thinking for a minute. I, I think it's the, uh, the Hogan feud to, to, to me, at least that's, that'll be his lasting legacy. The whole pointing with his bat from the rafters and he's torn at me and, and dropping down on Hogan. Some people may say surfer. I mean, I'm of a certain vintage. I'm turning 40 in two months. So you'd expect me to say surfer sting, but I wasn't watching wrestling when Surfer Sting was a thing, especially not WCW. Pro Sting, all the time. Ah, uh, there, there goes that really stretched out Sting mass. I love it. Will Tarashock, what's Sting's lasting legacy? Uh, loyalty. Sting, mm. Sting is one of the most loyal people and wrestlers in the history of professional wrestling. He refused to leave a sinking ship. He stayed with WCW to the very end. He stayed to TNA. Longer than he should have, longer than he could have. He had plenty of offers to go to WWE, and he always turned it down, I think, out of pure loyalty. he, I, I, I think to a fault even at points at times. Yeah. And now he's loyal to AEW. The one place, ironically, he wasn't loyal to was kind of WWE. <laughs> Which, and, and honestly, I respect that too. Like, you know, he was someone who says, I'm always going to go with the, double, the underdog and help them and try and elevate them and lift them up for the betterment of the business. And I think wrestling needs that. Wrestling needs a top guy to bite the bullet and go and try and build another like organization promotion just to compete and keep the wrestling world interesting. As much as, Ricky, you and I shit on AEW, they have made WWE so much better, and I sincerely want AEW to, to um, thrive and succeed to make wrestling better. And how they do that, I think, is exactly what's going to happen on Sunday. Yeah. I, I think this is a work. I oh think, my god! I think this. I think Sting is retiring, but this is the beginning of a retirement angle, and Darby Allen oh. is going to turn the fuck on Sting, and Don't. then it's going to. No. That's going to be the final feud to end Sting's career, like two matches against Darby Allen one on one, and that's the end of his career. That's what I think. That's how you can get eyeballs in AEW, and people go, "Oh, what the fuck." 
Sting, <laughs> Sting, Sting's retirement match was a red herring. The fuck? What? Like yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I'd go yeah. and watch that, that that feud. I think Sting's last match should be a one on one. Can Ken? But here's the thing: Can Sting actually wrestle one on one? He has a one on one match this whole run run in AEW. I don't think he can. So, like he's he's up there. Uh, that's what it, I want to is, happen. But yeah, Sting's, yeah. Sting's legacy just loyalty down to the bitter ends, wherever he yeah. is. Taquan, Taquan put it really well. Sting is the WCW, what Taker is the WWE, what Dreamer is the ECW. Yeah. Thank you. Loyal to the end, loyal to a fault. Uh, and one half of one of the greatest what-ifs in wrestling history, which I kind of like the fact that it's always going to be a what-if. We all wanted Sting, Taker, and we never got it, but I like that. I like kind of that intrigue of a what-if. What's the bigger what-if? Sting, Taker, or Goldberg, Austin? Sting taker. Sting taker. You think so? I think yeah, Goldberg yeah. Austin is such a yeah. Word. No, no. Sting taker because Austin can work. Goldberg is not the best worker. Fair. Remember when people thought it was Sting? It was like you saw those. What wound up being Undertaker Undertaker vignettes for I think WrestleMania twenty eight or twenty nine. It was one of the Triple H ones, and you saw this decrepit house. It was it was this old decrepit house on a creek or something, and everyone's just like. But it was it was Taker Triple H, and I think is when Taker ha- first had the Mohawk, and they used the Memory Remains by Metallica and Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash. Just the Quan saying it was twenty seven, which is actually a good Taker Taker Triple H yeah. match. Very good Taker Triple H match. Was the fir- that was the no first one. Barred one right? That was no holds barred. Yeah, in the in the worst Wrestle in one of the worst WrestleManias ever uh, I, I in Atlanta. S- I skipped that one. I that's I, the that's the Snooky one. Yeah, I bought twenty four, <laughs> bought twenty five, bought twenty six without hesitation. Twenty seven, I was like, man, the Miz. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> and the rest of the card just wasn't that intriguing. And I haven't missed one since. I still to this day yeah. have not watched twenty seven. It's serviceable. Don't I guess it's serviceable. Watch, watch Taker Triple H. Yeah, no, Taker Triple H is great. That's the one where they both can't move, and then they do the Hell in the Cell the next God. year at 28 with, with Taker and the Mohawk. Yeah, God. it's that one. Yeah, with Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is some of the best story. That and Jey Uso Hell in a Cell with Roman Reigns is some of the best storytelling. Listen, that super kick pedigree combo to a false finish. And Shawn, like, um, losing his mind, like, his brain's yeah. his ears in the corner. He's about to fucking cry. Yeah. yeah, here's the thing, dude. We were all Shawn Michaels in like the audience was Shawn Michaels in that story. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I don't know what to do. I don't I'm know so what to scared. do. <laughs> I respect was... you, but you're my best friend. What do I do? <laughs> so many decisions. One, two, no. <laughs> oh my god, future. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! And then All next right. year he lost to Redacted. Yeah, yeah, he did. Anywho, um, so yeah, no, that is Sting's legacy. Hopefully, this is final. Hopefully, this is the beginning of the end, if not the end at all. It is going to be a sight to see, especially when he drops to the young bucks of all people as his final opponents. As you can see in the graphic, if you're watching us live, the young bucks have really taken the douchebag 
EVP thing to the umpteenth level with the worst looking suits ever and horrible mustaches because it's a little bit too long. Um, they obviously, they beat up Sting and Darby Allen after they won the tag team titles from Big Bill and Absolute Ricky Starks. They beat them up in all white suits. They made them all bleed and there was blood on their suits. And then they wore the bloody white suits the next week on Dynamite. Like sanitation hazards all over the place. Uh, this is going to be the this is going to be for tag team titles. This is obviously going to be the main event. It stinks freaking last match allegedly. Um, three, two, one. The Young Bucks are winning, which will be really fucking unfortunate um, for this to happen uh, as things Sting. But do we have any commentary on the fact that this is potentially the last match of Sting? He's not putting over. It, he potentially might not be putting over a talent that needs it, like Darby Allen. Um, but he's just. Giving it to the Bucks. I wonder whose choice it was. <laughs> That's a that like, is a good right. question. Right, like if like if, if Sting said I want to wrestle the Bucks, I have no problem with it. Obviously, sure. Right? That then yeah. at that point the creative team finds a way to make it work, and TK finds a way to make it work. Um, also, like if you're gonna go out as a tag champ, you want to face the best. Who's the best tag team in AEW? I mean, whether you like it or you don't, it's the Young Bucks. It's not even close. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the best tag team that isn't the Usos. <laughs> That's true. Can you imagine the super kicks in that? Yes, I can. And one day, <laughs> I really hope we get it. I That would that would be crazy. Uh, uh, Fretzy, what are, your, what are your thoughts on this? I'm assuming you also have the Bucks winning. Obviously, and now that Will has put the thought of heel Darby in my head, I want to see it. It, it. It's interesting to have the potentially appeal Darby. There's a little bit of a range that I think Darby needs. He can go all like, yeah, I, w- I thought you were my father or something. Like, I want him just to go like totally ballistic for no reason. Just have total delusions of grandeur. But he thought like Sting was his family member. And he's totally me. not. Yes. So the big question here is. Without the face paint. Sorry. I don't know if we want to see Darby without the face paint. I'm just so used to him with face paint. It'd be so weird to see him with that. Um, but here's the big question. Here's a little bonus question. We're going to have a little fun with this prediction battle. Over under with an over under of two. Will how many super kicks will be performed in this match? Over under two. So if I get it within two, I'm right. Yes, correct. Oh man. Mm. Four, five. Five. I'm gonna go with five. You're gonna go with five. Five. So I got between okay. three and seven. <laughs> yeah, Fred. What about you? Fifteen. You said fifteen. My thirteen. Lord. Thirteen. My, My lord. Oh, thirteen. Jesus. I, I. I'm going with ten. I hope Sting hits one and he just like dislocates his hip. <laughs> and that's it. That's his career. He goes for the first super kick of his career. It is like tears his ACL. <laughs> yeah, breaks his leg, and it's all over. <laughs> that's all, it. That's, how he ends. that's, that's it. it. That's all, folks. Dude, I might buy the pay per view after the fact just so I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Oh my god, Sting literally breaks a leg on his way out. Is this on BR Live or is this on like traditional pay per view? I think Bleacher Report. I think it's pay per view and BR Live. I'm not exactly sure about it's that. It's on Bleacher Report. It's on Fight. 
Yeah. Other question here um, in regards to this match. Will Sting jump off something high? Yes. i am got to go with yes, too. Uh, is, is, gonna is, make the, it a- is the top rope considered high? Okay. No, higher than the top rope. Mm. Oh, Tony's going to make it a cage match tomorrow night. It's and then tornado Sting's tag? Gonna yeah, dude, he's going to do it twice. Come on. <laughs> for a second. Tornado tag means there's no tags. It's just anywhere. It's just a match. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's gonna jump off the um, the uh, the the balcony, the uh, the, like the walkway where they the, where the seats are and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing. The, then uh, he'll break the, his the, leg. The, the, the new jack oh. spot. Yeah, then he'll break his leg, <laughs> and then finish the match and super kick him with a nut. What is what is good leg, and then he'll lose. Dude, <laughs> I know because he couldn't support his weight on the broken leg. He had to super kick him with the broken leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You kind of have to. Like, swing it at him. <laughs> he like just totally rips off his kneecap and just throws his leg at him. <laughs> just totally just loses it for his final match. Oh my god, the buy rate for that would be absolutely insane. Uh, but the Bucks are winning. Yay, I guess. Uh, moving on to what I actually think is going to be a fucking great ironic semi-main uh Samoa Joe the AEW world champion who has a really massive forehead I saw on when I'm watching Dynamite uh versus Swerve Strickland versus Hangman Adam Page who stock dropping massively on Hangman Page this man was getting booed out of the building multiple weeks on Dynamite this month booed out. it's probably because of a stash again too what is with the Young Bucks and whatever the elite is these days and these mustaches is this like a is this like a thing that they're trying out Dude, Hangman looks like he's been stuck in the rain for three hours, just knocking on the door, and his wife just can't hear the door knock. And she's opened the door, and that's what she sees. A fist coming straight to her face. Like, that is how much heat he looks like he has right now. (laughs) He's just, like, he's, I don't know, he's just kind of tiring at the moment. Um, Here's the thing with this match. So what happened was, beginning of the month, uh, Swerve Strickland, Hangman Adam Page, who have been having some crazy matches, Texas Death Match, if you guys remember that from Full Gear. Uh, they had essentially a number one contenders match uh, through 30 minute time limit. Apparently, no rules. They were going through tables, and the rep was barely doing any counting out of anything. Um, they start off Dynamite with a number one contenders match, uh, and they go to a 30 minute draw. Okay. They go to a 30-minute draw, and they're both like, yeah, too much taboos. The AEW likes to bring back the time limits, 30-minute draws. This works storyline-wise for this. And so they're both like, we want to keep fighting. We want to keep fighting. Give us five more minutes to keep fighting. And then Tony, Tony Schiavone, I keep on trying to call him Scavion, but I know he's not Scavion. Shivani gets up from the announce table and goes, oh, yeah, I have a message from the anonymous Raw GM known as Tony Khan saying, by the way. He did not say anonymous Raw GM. No, he did not. not, I I I was going to say that would be, God, hilarious. But it's the, the it's the concept of the anonymous Raw GM, even though we know it's Tony Khan. So instead of Tony Khan, who has every title known to man in AEW and ROH, because that's what he freaking wants, doesn't decide to just walk out and make the match himself. He messages Tony Schiavone to do it for him. He texts Tony Schiavone <laughs> to make an announcement. Yeah. Hey, man, yes. can you just, like, announce on TV what's going on now? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's essentially what happened. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes Michael Cole be like, I'm hearing in my ear from so-and-so. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Yeah. A text message. <laughs> you think it was WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger? Facebook Messenger. Facebook definitely Messenger. Face, definitely Facebook, Facebook Messenger. Messenger. The worst of all the messengers. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Facebook Messenger. I will tell you this. Samoa Joe's a great champion. Samoa Joe deserves to be a world champion all the time. He used kick. Wow. Wow. I remember kick. Um, yeah, Samoa Joe's a great champion, but Swerve Strickland, <laughs> outside of Timeless Tony Storm, is like the hottest thing going on in AEW right now. Swerve Strickland has built himself up to like a superstar status. And my official prediction for this is Swerve Strickland. Also, one thing, because he's the hottest guy going on in AEW right now, but here's the other thing. AEW can do something in within about five years and some change that took WWE over 50 years. They can have their first African-American world heavyweight champion Put it in on record time. Put it on a What's up? <laughs> but see, that's something they can hang over when they talk about we want to give people opportunities yeah, and diversity sure. and all that stuff they approach. Here's your opportunity to do it. It's good PR. <laughs> like, here's your opportunity to do it. Um, Samojo is a great champion. I think he did his part for these last three or so months, but I think you got to put it on the hot hand. Um, Hangman Adam Page is here just to, I think, be a foil. I don't think he's winning at all. I think Swerve is the perfect choice for now. You have everybody and their mother doing that stupid ass dance in the crowd. All the freaking time. Have you seen the Swerve dance, Will? I have no idea what you're talking about. Fretz, oh, I want, I want Fretz to, to explain it to me. Go, Fretz, go right ahead. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Swerve when you drive, swerve when you drive and so on. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about that? Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to feel. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, it's uh, a am lot. I, am I doing it right? That's <laughs> no. too, and I, I'm no, I'm I'm old. I'm I don't do TikTok anymore. So it's not even a TikTok yeah. dance. It is literally like the dance of AEW. So you know how like WWE used to do fandangoing, and we would be freaking idiots in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that didn't catch on. <laughs> it caught on for a while. <laughs> caught on for a while. It was an iTunes number one hit. Um, this is the same thing, but everybody looks good doing the Fandango dance. Not everybody looks good doing this dance. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's hard to look bad. It's going. Yeah, everybody looks bad, but. Lo and behold, my official my official uh, prediction for this, even though I like Samoa Joe, seven, I think Swerve should be the one to to win this championship match. Well, what is your official prediction? Um, I'm gonna say Samoa Joe hangs on to it just to be different. But everything I've heard from Swerve Strickland, because I still listen to Matt Men podcasts who watch and talk about AEW and a few other podcasts that still talk about AEW. So I'm kind of I'm kind of in to know what's going on with AEW. I guess unfortunately the time to watch AEW. Um. I hope you get back into it because if Swerve's on top, I'm a big fan of Swerve Strickland. And from yeah. what I've heard from him, he would 100% deserve that title. So if he wins, I'll celebrate. I'm happy. But I'm going to pick some more Joe just to be different. There you go. Who's your prediction, Fretz? First off, um, Hangman is going for the Magnum TA look with that task. <laughs> He's got Good call. 
Good call. He's a he's I think he's a big fan of Magnum. That being said, I don't think Swerve or Hangman are walking out of this. They're gonna just beat the crap out of each other. And there's always been this bit where Hangman's like, I'm gonna prevent you from becoming the world champion. It's not gonna happen as long as I'm living and breathing. They're gonna be pounding the piss out of each other, and Samoa Joe is gonna take advantage of it and Roll and up. hang on. I do think Swerve is going to be the champion. I don't think it's happening here. Interesting call. I like the idea though, like because Hangman clearly can't get over it because Hangman came out the other day, other week on Dynamite. It was like, I had you beat, I had you beat, and Swerve's like, I've already beat you twice. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, why are you still complaining about this? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why? <laughs> Fair, man. Yeah. Fair. No, it, it is pretty crazy. But it's I think it's going to be a good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is ironic because I think Darby Allen dropped, seemingly dropped Cody's name the uh, the other week in his promo. It was kind of kind of funny how Cody still lives rent free. He was he was Darby dropped name dropped and called him the the good EVP. Mm. <laughs> Brain. Yeah, uh, crazy stuff. The other title, other big world heavyweight title match is Timeless Tony Storm, who's a riot. <laughs> okay, I love Tony Storm. Who's who's the guy behind him? I forgot oh. what his name is, but it's 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 pretty much her like handler, her like butler or whatever. She's she's golden era Hollywood. I know, dude. She's Marilyn Monroe. It's amazing. Yeah, and this, look yeah, at this it, graphic. It's fucking incredible. No, but so her entrance is in all black and white. I love it. Every like anytime she like she wins or her promo packages are in all black and white too as well. Facing the the newest signee to the women's division, the most recent signee to the AW women's division, Gianna Perazzo, who had a that's Luther, thank you, Mr. YLP. Um, Gianna Perazzo, who got who was in NXT for a while, kind of had a shit attitude, got released, uh, went over to Impact at the time, made a big name for herself in Impact, uh, left Impact and signed with AEW. The big storyline here is that apparently uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Tony Storm at one time uh, were were best friends, especially in Japan. They have matching tattoos on their leg, and uh, Deanna Perrazzo is mad at Tony because Tony has changed and she's different and thinks she's really fucking delusional. Um, that's kind of a story going on here. Um, it's kind of like we scorn friends trying to fight each other for the world title. It's the best matchup they have for what I've seen. One of the only highlighted two women in the women's division. I don't know where the fuck Britt Baker has been these days. Where's Riho? Uh, Riho, was, it was in Japan, and she's apparently coming back like next week. Right. <laughs> so until then, we have Dan and Tony. It's a pretty, it's a pretty easy, easy done thing. The coolest thing I saw here is that they had they walked past each other on the ramp. And will you enjoy this from a TV's perspective? Uh, Diana was in color on half a screen, and Tony Storm's side was in all black and white oh, visually. That's really cool. When they walked by, they walked by each other in the same shot, or they in the same shot, so they looked at each other, and so Tony's side was in black and white, and Diana's was in color. I wonder how they did that. It was it was on the fly too. That's it was really like cool. during a like yeah, really it was cool. a really cool visual. Like that visual alone, I was like, oh, this sold me on the fight. I'm gonna watch it now. Um, as much as I like Diana, there's something timid about how she's presenting herself because she had this whole gimmick in, in Impact as a virtuoso and like kind of a holier than thou thing, and she's she just seems very twinkle toesy, kind of nervous energy. 
uh, right now. And like, she hasn't fully brought that character out. And Tony's just in her element. Um, and Tony's just so freaking entertaining. So freaking entertaining. She throws shoes. She uses tit a lot. It's um, just freaking hysterical. So I think Tony retains. This is going to be the beginning of a longer feud, but I think Tony retains in this matter. Mr. Fretz. Absolutely, Tony. I'm, I'm with you there. Deanna hasn't gone full virtuosa quite yet. And, you know, Tony's, she's only been champion for a few months and there's still a lot of steam. I think with this timeless gimmick, it is, it's pretty much my favorite part of AEW is, the, is that gimmick. Like, and Mariah May is freaking hilarious on top of that. They did, her and uh, Soraya did this knifey spoony bit straight out of The Simpsons, just huh. test kiss. Oh, yeah, Soraya's still around. Totally forgot about her. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a new thing. Yeah, that's very true. Well, Tarashak, are you going timeless with us? Yes, agreed. I mean, look at the graphics. She's, Dorna looks like a star, and Diana Prazzo just looks like, I looks, looks, like, looks like she's confused. <laughs> she's like, what am I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> Is it over here? Is it over there? But yeah, no, I think there's like a threat. There's still steam in the in the timeless Tony gimmick. Uh, and this is going to go far. All right. Now, Tony Storm is the anchor of the women's division. Mm-hmm. Um, and she should be that way until we find someone big enough or bossy enough to take her down. As I say, especially since Mercedes is coming in. No, potentially. Title. No, it's yeah, it's pretty much confirmed. She's going to be in Boston like in a few weeks. You mean Boston? Boston, Boston exactly. <laughs> uh, next match is a is a title that Orange Cassidy still holds. Orange Cassidy apparently being the international champion, he becomes the ambassador for for AEW all around the world. Uh, apparently, he went back to Wembley Stadium to help promote All In, which isn't happening till August. Mm. <laughs> it's six months from now, or but six months. Um, well, yeah, it's going to be a little less than six months from now. He showed up at Rev Pro, so on and so forth, but he's going to put his title on the line against, again, what is with the stashes, AEW? I'm just noticing this now. He's going up against Roddy Strong, who is a part of a faction called the Undisputed Kingdom, which is essentially the Undisputed Era from NXT and the Kingdom from ROH and Matt Taven. So, yes, it's an ROH and AEW faction with Adam Cole, Matt Taven, and everybody else uh they've been targeting uh orange castle which i will say is a horrible promo like an absolute horrible promo i'll explain to you he was doing a backstage segment with renee and renee was like oh hey orange Cassidy, we heard you were injured are you clear to wrestle like uh like i feel fine but like here's my doctor he's gonna tell you everything <laughs> interesting i was i was like oh jesus like i get i get you're like a cool guy but jesus christ like is the orange Cassidy work gimmick mind. with the fake kicks, is it wearing off? Is For me, it is. For me, it is. It, it's wearing off. Uh, but not wearing off enough that he's going to drop his title to Roddy Strong. Mm. Like, that's 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 where I land this. I think Orange Cassidy retains because there's no one else to take this title of him that seems to be any sort of credible. Maybe give it to Hangman Page if he falls out of the main event scene. Um... I also do like Orange Cassidy's theme song. Like him and the best friends. Really, really like it. But it's pretty much the the Undisputed Kingdom going against going up against the best friends and Orange Cassidy. Remember his theme, and remember his theme song was Where Is My Mind? 
what Arn's cast. I don't remember that. Yeah, one. it was it would what I, it was the uh, the endings the the credit song to Fight Club was his entrance music. Really? Yeah. Really. For a while now, it's Jefferson Starship. Oh my God. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Tony buys pop music and is or not pop music, <laughs> classic rock music, and it's like here is your theme song now. Yeah, right. Well, is, uh, is Moxie still Wild Thing? Yes, it's still Wild Thing. Dude, that was, I think that was when I was like, I can't believe I'm watching this show still. <laughs> when I when I heard Moxie do Wild Thing, I was like, wow, he really liked Major League, the, the baseball movie. <laughs> you Damn good movie. You make my heart sing. It's a good song, but not Moxley's other song was so fucking kick ass. <laughs> yeah, not for a walkout song. Yeah. Um but like I get it, like he is from Ohio. You know. <laughs> Wait, Mr. Wild P is saying Cassidy's an honorary member of Chaos in New Japan. I guess. God. I, I guess. Nerd. Hey, where's, my, where's my nerd button? Hang on, I gotta find the nerd Where button. do you do you have a nerd button? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> Have you made your decision that you're going with Cass with Orange Cassidy? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Look and look at those shades again. I get AEW too many mustaches, too many Adams. There's a lot going on. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot going on. French, are you going with the with the uh, with the orange punch? No. What? Oh, oh man. Well, first off, mustache, all heels have mustaches. Look, Simon Gotch just True. turned up in Impact Wrestling and attacked Josh Alexander and had a good match with him, by the way. I think it's time to get the title off of Cassidy. The whole act, I think, is wearing thin. And there's been all these promos where, you know, the Undisputed Era, that's, I'm going to call him that, I refuse to call him anything else, wants to start collecting belts. I don't think everyone is, like, mid-low Ain't touching shit, but Roddy's gonna get it. Roddy's gonna get it here, and maybe he'll give it to Adam Cole, like yeah, like like to, like Andre the Giant gave the DiBiase. Someone's got to talk in that group, and Adam Cole's the per- perfect person to do it because you ever see Roddy Strong speak on a mic? It's not great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is Kyle O'Reilly there? Great. What ever happened to him? I don't know what happened to Cool Kyle. Gosh, you stop that. <laughs> oh, who, who Kyle is? He's asked. He had like major, some kind of major fusion surgery. It was intense. Like he's oh. still a long ways away from coming back. Like his Instagram is full of all of his recovery. It's, it's fucking brutal. Listen, we'll know when cool Kyle returns. This is going to play. They're going to start doing um that Creed song, Sacrifice. They're gonna, my Sacrifice is going to be playing. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> Oh my god! The greatest recovery oh. song ever. Ricky, did you? Speaking of Creed, did you see that the full version of the Super Bowl commercial with uh, for, Par- for Paramount Plus? Yeah, yeah with, with, with Hey Arnold and Creed. So, yeah. dude, the full commercial was like two oh, minutes, shit. and it is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. <laughs> but I wish and they I played s- the full version of the Super Bowl. And I still won't buy Paramount Plus. I still won't buy Paramount Plus, but it's like, I am going higher. <laughs> Actually, that's a lot. I might, I might do a trial series on the Paramount Plus just to watch the new Halo season because Halo is a freaking great TV show. 
Oh god, my friend, Abs- my friends, the Halo, the Halo like perfectionist hated the first season. <laughs> you didn't like the first season? I didn't watch it, but my friends who oh, love okay. Halo dis- dis- despised it, and I was like, that's a damn shame. There's an inter- There's a lot of Master Chief butt in it, which is kind of weird. But that's another story for another time. Moving on from this. Oh, yeah, there's another championship match going on that nobody really remembers. Hey, Manny. Um, so we have Eddie Kingston, who's the Continental Crown Champion. What the f- um, What? What does that remember, mean? <laughs> Because remember, he won the Continental Classic, and so he now is the AEW Continental Champion, Continental Crown Champion. He also is an NJPW Strong Champion, as well as the Ring of Honor World Champion. You know Ring of Honor, that thing you can't find on TV, Ring of Honor? Yes, that one. So we have Eddie Kingston three belts, and also the reason that that Kayfabe cannot get any internet working at any time in the last... Four months. Um, it's putting. As I'm assuming he's putting one title on the line, the Continental Crown Championship against Brian Danielson, who was just essentially doing side crests before he freaking retires at this point. Um, I have no information on this besides the fact that I like Eddie Kingston. I've interviewed Eddie Kingston. He's a great guy. Brian Danielson, fickle as can be, great performer. <laughs> you know, this is a pick em for me, but I'm always, always going to pick Eddie Kingston pretty much over anybody because I wish Eddie Kingston the best in everything that he does. Fair. Got to follow the heart on this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm totally going Brian Danielson. It's what, my, it's what my gut tells me. And, uh, yeah, I love Eddie Kingston, but having three belts from three companies that are, like, completely irrelevant, the Tony Khan needs to learn the lesson of the man makes a title, the title doesn't make the man. I don't... The title doesn't make the company either it's like stop doing this but according to our chats right now um it is oh i know you manny hey manny what's going on um according to taquan the content of the crown championship is a merger of all three titles so all three titles are on the line which makes me want to which makes me want to switch to brian danielson because brian danielson just wants to do everything in the world now um but it's going to stay with eddie i think I, I really think. Fretz, what about you? You're going with Eddie or you're going with Brian Danielson? Danielson, I think, is on his retirement tour. And, you know, ROH is the place that made him. So why not hold the quasi ROH title one more time and then put over someone on Honor Club where no one's going to fucking see it? Oh, I got right. Honor Club is still a thing. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh my god! But hey, anyway, folks, let me tell you guys about Manny really quick because I totally just remembered who Manny is. So Manny, so remember, I think a couple of years ago, well, when we did a WrestleMania Super Show, um, we always had the breakdown of what the real, what the go-to, and everything. We talked about, um, we talked about, hey, April Bumps here too. We talked about uh, WrestleMania access before it was called WWE World and all of that. So this guy, Manny, saw our video. He was going to WrestleMania for the first time. By the way, thank you for your service. He's a, he's a former uh, military person, um, former member of the US military, uh, but he was going to WrestleMania for his first time. And apparently our video was very informative to help him make a decision about going to access and all the other events going around WrestleMania. So that's how we know Manny. 
by the way. So, hey, Manny, thank you for joining us. I think it's the first time he's ever been on a live stream. And also, obviously, thank you for your service, sir. Moving on, uh, AEW Revolution, another match on the card. There are like eight matches on this card. I kind of miss when we do WWE Predictions Awards. There are only like five matches, but there are eight. There's we more? Have one... <laughs> yes, there's more. Why? Yes, there's <laughs> more. Why? There you go, folks. Yes, there's oh, more. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Will Ospreay, who is fully with AEW, which means he's still in New Japan, uh, was fully signed with AEW apparently now, going up against Kanosuke Takeshka, who is part of the same faction that Will Ospreay is, the uh, the Don Callis group, the Don Callis family. You know, the guy who tried to end Kenny Omega. His, he's part of the Don Callis family faction in AEW. And I want to talk to you about the reason for this matchup. By the way, Kanosuke Takeshka just beat Jericho on Dynamite with the walls of Jericho. That's Jericho cool. submitted to his own finisher. I forgot Jericho was in that company, <laughs> to be honest. We all did. Do they, they still play Judas? <laughs> yes, they do. Do, they, yes, do, they, they, do. do they still sing Judas? Yes. Yes, yes they do. Um, so, Don Callis... Once his two people, two two members of his faction, the fight because in this is this is what he said in kayfabe in Dynamite. He goes, "When I was young, my father had a drinking problem, and every time after dinner, he would make all of us fight, and we ended up fine. So this should happen for for, for these two guys as well." Number one, that's parental abuse. <laughs> <laughs> what? But that's the reason. That's the reason he gave on TV for these guys the fights. And he's like, we're only gonna be better for it. I was like, Jesus Christ, Don, go see a therapist. Go see a therapist, Don. For the love of God. With that being said, this is the Will Osprey highlight match. Will Osprey's winning this match. Will, besides the inherent trauma that this match might cause, who do you think's winning? Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go with Will Osprey <laughs> as well for every reason you just said. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, when I heard that. I will say, when I heard that, I was like, you've got to be... Like, how did this pass? Like, how did that logic pass? <laughs> um, anything. But, Mr. Fratz, are you going with Osprey as well? Obviously, yes. I know you're a big fan of Osprey when you saw him at Forbidden Door. It's one of the things that you continually talk about. Um, he's got trauma. Paper Bum says, because I just want my faction to have the spotlight would be too easy of a story. Yeah, that really would have been just the story that you could have told. But instead, they went they went with that logic. Moving on. Yes, there's more matches. Uh, everybody's favorite daddy, not so much. Christian Cage putting his TNT title on the, on the line against Daniel Garcia. Here's the story behind this. Danny Garcia was facing Edge. For her number one contendership. Oh, Adam Copeland. Sorry, you can't call him Edge. Uh, the rated R superstar Adam Copeland for potentially a shot at the TNT title. Uh, Christian and his hating Dadly family shows up, beats both of them down, gives Edge a concerto, and pretty much writes Edge off of TV. Danny Garcia is challenging Christian Cage, or he got awarded it by the anonymous Raw GM known as Tony Khan, a title match. For Christian Cage. That's the story about this. So Danny didn't actually earn the title match. He's going up against Christian because that's the match that they said they were going to give him. That's pretty much it. 
as much as I love Daniel Garcia, and I think he's going to be a great thing, Christian might be their best heel in all of AEW right now. The man has heat for absolute days. And if the meme you showed me, Fred, is true, where he mentioned, I think he went to Danny Garcia and he mentioned an, an address in like Connecticut, and someone looked up the address and found out it was a cemetery. Brilliant. No, I got, I got Brilliant. it. No, it was, um, it was SRS that came up with this one. So take that with any kind of salt you want. Oh, so so, so you it, know it's not true. Oh yeah. Hey Daniel, do you know a Jackie Garcia whose address is two Baker street, Buffalo, New York cemetery. Mind you, I don't think his father, his, his mother is dead, but his father is hence why Christian is feuding with him because apparently having a dead dad's a gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, so with that, are you going with Christian? Or are you go with Danny Garcia friends. Oh, I'm going with Christian, but there's a small, small voice in the back of my head that is thinking Edge might turn heel and joint. No, 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 no. They're doing their match later, probably in Toronto next month. But Ooh. Christian, guys, Dynamite's in Toronto, and this time I'm not going. It's fine. The only thing I want from from Christian and Edge is a five second pose. They could be. Oh they my be god! On the, yes. Yeah, they can be. They could be on the. They could be against each other. They can be like a tag team. Give me a random gimmicky at this point indie rific five second pose in the middle of the match. Sold. Absolutely sold. <laughs> After the cameras go off, just for the Toronto faithful. Yes, yes. Everybody's going mad in the chat right now. Daddy issues are. Thank goodness gracious, folks. Everybody, go seek therapy. It's online. Better help or something. Guys, help yourselves out uh, because I can't do it all for you because you guys don't pay me enough. Will Tarashaw, are you going with Christian here? Yeah, I've also heard great things about Christian. Daniel Garcia literally looks like he's trying to be a stripper, and they just turned him down. And that is the stripper dance. That is the stripper yeah. dance. Like, you, the hands and, yeah. Yeah, he looks like <laughs> the stripper even girls don't want. Um <laughs> so Christian, I'm gonna go with Christian because people love Christian. Look at him. I see why Vince didn't like him. He was right all along. <laughs> uh, great. He's just been like, from what I've heard, it's a crazy heel. So I've always been a Christian fan. I'm a peep. So I'm going with Christian. Yeah, gotta gotta love the peeps and the peep show. Uh, moving on. Yes, there are more matches. <laughs> On this card, there's two more. There's two more. Let's speed this up. (laughs) Listen, again, this is another match that was put together because they went to a time limit draw. Again, whiskey is not a replacement for therapy, Danny. Jesus Christ. Not with that attitude. (laughs) Drink responsibly. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Drink responsibly. Jesus Christ. Um, Possible. It's hard, but it's possible. (laughs) You have FTR. Going up against Moxley and Claudio Castanelli. Again, this is a feud happening because they went to a time limit draw. That's pretty much what's occurring. They used the time limit draw gimmick again for two different feuds. Do I care who wins? Not really. For shits and gigs. I'm going to... Yeah, for shits and gigs and probably for the sake of my own sanity, um, I'm going to go with Moxley and Castanelli on this one. Well, who you got? Um, is this match just because, or is there a belt, or 
That looks a just because just match. Just because? Um, I think it was FTR. Okay. For the Republic. I like that. <laughs> what? FTR for the Republic. Oh, yeah, that's right. The new catch Republic. <laughs> Mr. Fretz, who are you going with? Oh, I'm thinking there's going to be a stipulation to this match. Maybe it's going to be like a 30-minute, uh, what is it, a 30-minute 30 30 Iron Man match or something like that. It's a John Most Moxley falls. can't bleed match. If John Moxley blades, it's, he loses. <laughs> he'll, sneeze and it's, he'll like sneeze and it's over. So. <laughs> <laughs> he sneezes his forehead, so it's bleeding. <laughs> First blood match. Chew. Um, no, I'm, I'm going with the. Uh, I'm sporting the BCC. Obviously, I got the Regal BCC shirt like literally a month before he came back to the WWE. What a catch! So, oh, that was my what first a... dynamite. That was a good. That was without the elite and everybody. That was after brawl, literally like weeks after brawl. <laughs> but I'm gonna go oh, for the nice. BCC. I'm going BCC. I think there's gonna be a stipulation whether it's ultimate submission or. Fill in the blank. It's going to be a dog collar match. Watch. It's going to be a dog collar match. There's four of them. It's going to be a dog collar match. God, what a mess. (laughs) Such a mess. I'm telling you right now, it's definitely going to be a dog collar match. They did it with the, didn't the Briscoes and FTR have a dog collar match with four people? Yeah, they've done it before. Yeah. Oh, son of a bitch. It was bloody as all hell. And (laughs) last. But not least, much to Will's applause, and much to the chagrin that Kayfabe, Kay Murphy, is not here for this, Tony Khan has made the first ever Meet Madness match a triple threat between Lance Archie, who I haven't seen on TV forever, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Wardlow, who actually put on a damn good promo on Dynamite last week and made a lot of valid points. Actually, he talked about all of your former world champions and your best in the worlds. I already decimated and beat, and I'm the only. Re- it would be, it would be, you know, uh, something for me to to actually have a homegrown talent actually win the AEW World Title for once. I was like, you got a lot of good points there, Wardlow. Um, so he made me a, a a believer in this, but this match is literally named Meat. Madness. It was like it was made for Kay, and Kay's not here to commentate on this. I'm not gonna lie; it's probably the best thing Tony Khan's ever done in this company. <laughs> what a what a match! I actually want to now. I want to see this match. Meet Madness match. There's three big fucking huge dudes going yes. at it. it sounds yes. so gay, but it's perfect. <laughs> Meet Madness is. Absolutely amazing. This needs to be no holds bar, no disqualification, falls count anywhere. Like, I want this to be the most insane match of all time. <laughs> and it should open the show. Definitely needs to open the show. Just two, three big meaty men slapping well, meat all over the arena. better than the, oh, yeah, they actually work here, match. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's, it's true though. Like, when's the last time I thought about these three people? I can't tell. Not you. in a long time. But, Not in a long time. But Meat Madness, dude, you got my attention. They need T-shirts for this. I will buy a Meat Madness shirt. Like, all right, so well, we do have the soundbite for K actually, Queen. Yeah, so yeah, you want to? Yeah, pl- yeah, we yeah, should yeah, be playing yeah, that. Yeah. 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 
it, it was meat slapping majesty. I'm also going to probably, this is probably going to be our matchup of the night if we still did that thing when we review this card. It's actually going to be match of the night. So if we do, all right, so well, if we do go to Brazilian barbecue when we're in Philly, we need to buy Meat Madness shirts or create Meat Madness shirts. Uh, dude, there's a strict, dre- well, not strict, but there's a dress code. Well, I know, I know, I know. But we, 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 prob- we got to do tanks, wife beaters, we can do them under. So <laughs> yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll know, we'll know. We'll no know. one else will know, we'll know. We'll know. Exactly. <laughs> Meat madness. Uh, I don't even care who wins. I just want to be entertained. Yeah, I, I don't feel like care I'll be, who wins at all. I want to be sports entertained with this, but Wardlow, Wardlow sold me on his uh, on his promo a couple weeks ago on Dynamite, so I'm going to go with Wardlow. Who you got here, Will? Uh, I'm going with Powerhouse Hobbs. They used to call him Will. It used to be Will Hobbs. It was Will Hobbs. Yeah, so Powerhouse Hobbs. Go my fellow Wills out there. One love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Including Will Smith. Although he'll slap you with that one love. Um, Rats, who do you have in this, the inaugural Meat Madness match? This needs to be an annual thing, by the way. It needs to be a pay-per-view. Meat, yes, Meat Madness. AEW Meat Madness. Meat Madness. This Sunday, 5 o'clock. Honestly, big, big. Honestly, they should call it March Meat Madness. I like alliteration. <laughs> March Meat Madness. Mm-hmm. And do it. Do a whole. The, do the a main whole... event is the Big Dick Dugly Appreciation like match. <laughs> you need to do. They need to do. They need to do a Meat Madness tournament like March Madness. Do Meat Madness. Meat Madness. Have the big. Who is the biggest? To... Who is just the biggest meat stick out there in the, on the <laughs> roster? Yeah, <laughs> and then create the create like the big meat belt. I don't know they have enough belts. You can add another one at this uh, point. Dude, whatever, whatever, like the diamond fucking ring was that MJF had. Just do it for oh, that. Oh, the dynamite diamond, the dynamite diamond. Yeah, whoever <laughs> wins meat march, march meat madness wins the dynamite diamonds. Oh my god! All right, and here back as we should go. It's a full pound of diamond us. or whatever. Yeah, the, the 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 belt is just a humongous stake. Yes. Like a Flintstone size steak. Yes. With a strap on. <laughs> yes. You get a whole cow Just that. Like Rock used to punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's made from leather, isn't it? It's made from real leather, so it's going to be literally a cow. Don't have a cow, man. Um, this match needs more people. I wouldn't mind seeing Miro getting slotted into this. He fits. I and forgot he, he existed, too. We talked about Rusev earlier. Yeah, he coined. I think he coined the term "meat." Did he? He did. I think he started the meat. The meat madness. He should at least I be hate, a special ref. I hate that we're talking about this. Like this is an actual like pop culture phenomenon. It is in wrestling. That's true. <laughs> and you have one half of the OVW tag team champions. I know they don't have ties with with them. But it's a man who literally has beef in his name, and that is my boy, Big Beef Gnarls Garvin. Why not bring him in for it? Meat, meaty Invitational, what you just said earlier. Make, make <laughs> it that. If you bring cheeseburger yes, in. Yes, put in cheeseburger. Yes, I want cheeseburger <laughs> as a part of this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's meat too, man. <laughs> cheeseburger needs to be a part of it. He needs to be the opening. It's like he he's the 16 seed against the one seed in the tournament. AC <laughs> Romero, get him in there. Let's have him look um, Paul White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get in there. 
all white. There, there's there's some more meat. It it needs more people. It needs more meat. This this is literally Big E's idea from the bump like two weeks it is. ago. It is. It, it is Big E's thing. It's, it's literally wow. Big E's idea. You got to Well, you have to get the soundbite of uh, Big E going off about big meaty men slapping meat. It's one of the funniest things in the world. Okay. I'll find you it. You got to find it. I'll find it. You, you got to find it. But we, we, we've, we've been, we've been going off about this book. Big slapping meat. Slapping meat. Yeah, it's great. It's from the New Day podcast. It was awesome. God, out, Friends, of con- what is your... out of context, this conversation is very different. Yeah, we're going to have to clip this like crazy on our social media. <laughs> but, Fretz, what is your official, official uh, decision here? My official decision here is uh, Wardlow lost his smile. He's lost his smile promo. It's going to be Wardlow. All right, Wardlow it is. And get that round of applause ready, Will, because that is everything on the AEW I, I Revolution card. Trusting dude. The meat madness matches <laughs> the real main event. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so happy that this is actually happening. Uh, oh, yeah, one more bonus question. Um, since we are, since this is AEW, it's the land of the bleeding people. Um how many matches? This is God, an official no, question I here. I hate you. How many matches will in will have blood? How many people? How many matches are going to have bleeding involved in this? How K-Fame, many matches are would, there? There's a lot. Eight, eight um, matches. One, two, three. Ten. There's ten matches. Fuck. Let me double check. Wounded, shot, cat, six, six. All right. Um. That's good French, by the way. Well, nine. I took I took French in in high school. Didn't didn't last though. But it's there's nine actually. My fault. Nine. Nine matches. Okay, shit. Um. Kayfabe has said there's going to be three. So at least a third of the card is going to bleed. God damn it! I was thinking the same thing. Three. Okay, matches or participants? Matches. Mm. Matches, not participants. Six. Fuck. That's a lot, Fretz. That's a lot. Um. I'm going to go with three. No over-under, it's got to be exact? No over-under, it's got to be exact, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to go with three as well. I'm stuck between two or three. I'm going to go with two. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with two. I think I think two's well, safe. Well, please four. That's a good number. That's a great path. number. Anything's possible in AEW. <laughs> At this point, when it comes to bleeding, there's no... Sting, I, all right, Sting's bleeding. Like the the sting in Darby Allen Young Rick Flair might bleed blood. just watching the match just by being there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bleed right, crying. I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my god, he's crying. No, he's having an aneurysm. Like somebody help him. <laughs> no, you have to be a participant in the match. Like so, Flair bleeding cannot be a part of a match. Like stipulation. Unless Flair gets involved for some odd reason, he was seen talking to the Young Bucks a couple of weeks ago, so it could happen. But that's going to be on a case-by-case basis. We'll review it when when the time comes. Uh, be it as it may, it's now time to crown this godforsaken potentially four-hour pay-per-view with one crown being the worst thing in the world, ten crowns being the best thing ever. How well do you think this pay-per-view will be this Sunday, um, AEW Revolution? We're going to go with you, Mr. Fretz. How good do you think this pay-per-view will be with it being Sting's potential last match? I can give it a solid, let's say 7.75. Okay. 
that is that is a that is a that is a big Dave move. That's not a Dave move. <laughs> that is a half, big Dave half move. Are fine. Half is fine, but seven five two five, man. Didn't 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 Dave seven point seven five us a couple of times? I feel like he seven point three seven us a few times. <laughs> <laughs> he did something. It was one time I was like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> I was like, Dave, pick a new number. <laughs> I remember that. You were like, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> I was like, Dave, that's too absurd. Pick a, pick a real number. I don't care what the prime point. number. Just pick an actual whole number. All right, so what are you going with? What are you going with, Will? Uh, I'm going to go with a solid seven and a half. I'm going to go. I, I don't expect much from AEW. Although, listen, if Meat Madness goes as crazy as I think it's going to be, it's going to bump to like a nine real quick just based on that one match. It's fair. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's a one match card, man. Sometimes it's a one match card. <laughs> yeah. I, I think here's, here's the problem. I think AEW is building this around Sting. And I think that's going to overshadow everything else on the card, unfortunately. Mm. I think they're going to... And it's warranted, yes, because it's Sting. And he is literally an icon of the industry. And he's everything that you think he is. He's really tall, too. I met him in person. Um, Like, a really big dude. Yeah, he's a huge man. Um, He's everything that that you think he is and a little bit then some. However... I think it's going to overshadow it to an unsavory point. Like, I think they're going to do too much of highlighting Sting's retirement. How much footage thing, though? How much footage can they actually use? I don't think it's going to be footage. I think it's going to be a, a bunch of, like, old-time wrestlers coming out. Like, 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 it's going to be, like a video testimony yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, it's okay. going to be a lot of that, but I think it's going to overshadow the night. Again, does he deserve that? Yes. He does, but there's other things on this card that deserve the spotlight as well. Here's the thing: you do that, um, you do that on um, the weeks building up to the pay per view. You do so, like you, this you, week. You no, you, you. I'm saying the past six weeks. They've announced this. They announced this match like six months ago, right? So you literally got to be like starting th- two months ago, three months ago, once a week. You just do a vignette, like remembering Sting, building up to the pay-per-view. And the pay-per-view is about the match, not the actual story. Like you save your, He's saving his storytelling for the pay-per-view if he does that, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to finish the story at the pay-per-view. Right. Build it in the weeks building up. So like it's like Hall of Fame. They always announce one or two, mm-hmm. like yeah. the weeks coming up, or um, return vignettes. They, mm-hmm. they stagger them through a few weeks. Like you got yeah. you, you to do that. And build, actually build everything. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to do that. So with that being said, unfortunately, this has the potential to be at least an eight. Um, potential, but I think it's going to go to a seven. I'm going to go to the low number. I'm going to go seven on this one uh, with with this. I hope for the best, but I, I know AEW's track record, especially with sticking the finish. Again, I present to you the exploding barbed wire death match. Just watch that. Let me know. Let me know how you feel about the product after that. Um, so that being said, we have come to the end 
of the show. Once again, I want to thank Mr. Fretz uh, for being a part of the show on such a last minute because Eddie Kingston uh, took out Kay's uh, internet yet again. Such a shame uh, being queen. So, Fretz, the floor is yours. Sting mask and all. Promote what you want to promote. Uh, go right ahead. Yes, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and the other socials like um, Freds and Blue Sky when I remember to use them at Fretzelmania, F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. I am doing a pod. <laughs> a big Fretz. <laughs> Not Fretz, I mean Will. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> Go ahead, Fretz. Yes, um, I do a podcast. I'm currently covering the Attitude Era in the year 2000. And this week's podcast, pending that I actually get time to record it, will be my 150th episode on Wrestling Radio. So, and I've looked ahead. I've watched actually a bit of the show. Nay Young gets put through a table. Not that time. There's another one. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm so jealous that you can stick to watching week by week because I keep telling myself I'm going to go back and like watch <laughs> the Attitude Era. I'm stuck in April 97 on ECW. <laughs> I'm just, I'm stuck there. <laughs> I, guess I haven't gone, I haven't touched it in months. Your dedication to rewatching everything is impeccable. Spoiler well, alert, I might be doing 97 sometime in the future, so put a pin in that. I got a, I got a Bret Hart story. 97's really fun. So when Bret Hart's actually good, and um, ECW is coming up there, and did I mention Bret Hart's actually good? Yes, you did. Good. You did okay, mention Bret good. Hart's actually good. And then it ends, so with, that, it ends with DX, put it that way. Yeah, break it down. Anywho, uh, ready to get out of here and start going to the post show? I'm going to go old school on this outro, too. It's going to be great. Oh, God. Yeah, it's you, some people will know what I what I'm talking about when I get there, but we'll we'll you'll see. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about, so I'm gonna find out. Three, two, one. You will. You will in a second. Should I play a Jericho music? No, 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 not that old school. <laughs> Don't you fucking play that fucking. Do <laughs> not, Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Kings of the Rings podcast, episode number 369, The Stinger, because Sting, the icon, is going to retire this Sunday at AEW Revolution, pending he doesn't show up in a salmon suit. Of course, I've been your host, King Ricky Rose. You can find me at Ambassador Biggs across all social media outlooks, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, some people's DMs, less people's text, text messages. Uh, Ambassador Biggs, there, there it is. is. There, there it is. is. Ha ha. <laughs> Someone's laughing in the comments. Um, <laughs> find the Kings of the Rings podcast at KOTR underscore podcast across all social media outlets. Like, share, subscribe, leave us five-star reviews. Listen to us wherever you listen to all your podcasts by subscribing to WrestleAddict Radio, the cure for the common rest for the common ah, the cure for the common wrestling podcast, uh, which is home to the YLP podcast. Mr. YLP was here in the chat. Fretzelmania podcast. He was our guest on the show. And the Brace for Impact podcast, which reviewed TN. Genesis from 2009 recently in our most recent episode. The links to all of that are in the description below, including some of our fantastic merch. Again, links to all of that are in the description below. Shout out to everybody who was in our chat. Uh, people from our Discord, Hall of Famers are in our chat as well. It was a really, really fun time. Will Tarashock. Yeah, man, we got, we got a great community, guys. So if you made it this far into the podcast, you know, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on iTunes, Spotify, 
our YouTube. You know, hit that like button, subscribe, follow the show. Join our Discord. Discord is a lot of fun. Um, we just bullshit back and forth with each other. And there's probably about 25, 30 of us. It's a good place to hang out, talk some wrestling, and shoot the shit. So join us. It's a lot of fun. We do a good time here. Fretz, you're one of our OG first fans. Um, you're, you're in the top five in terms of order of actually knowing our fans. So you're an OG and my brother. Can't. I'm so happy we get to podcast together. Yeah. Anything else you have to say, Fratz? It's all. No, it's it's always fun to come on here. Uh, you no, know, even if even if it's a last minute deal, and you caught me on my night off, I I love it. I love, I love the network. I love podcasting here, and yeah, it's always a good time. Anytime you want me. Absolutely, because we built stars here. Take that, AEW. When we come back next well. week. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well. We did. We did Listen. create a banana. <laughs> we did create a banana. We did. We did. When we come back next week on the show, uh, maybe I'll have a special guest. We're going to return to one day for maybe the final month ever. Um, we're going to talk about AEW. Hopefully Sting retired. Hopefully a lot of people bled. Hopefully there aren't that many super kicks from that. And hopefully all of you guys return for our 370th official episode. So until then, folks, goodbye. Good night. We'll see you soon. It's a big Canadian show this week, so I do have to end this with one Canadian, but I just absolutely detest. It's you, Slack. Fuck you, Slack. <laughs> I forget he's Canadian. <laughs> yeah. You Slack, eh? Yeah, we'll see you soon. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.